Design it, craft it, smith it, stitch it, tool it, and pick it. We do it all. This is Bespoke Lahoma. Musical intro by Allie Harder and Pig's Fly Shop out of Oklahoma City. This week, Melissa will not be joining us. It's just me and our awesome guest. Um, first thing I want to uh, let everybody know that at up at Traditions, Saturday, September 16th, Michael Francis will be doing a basket weave class. Uh, the class fee is going to be for a Roper Wallet. The class fee is $65.00. All materials provided, bring your own tools, or you can buy tools up at Casey's. Uh, the class is scheduled to be from 10 to noon. And then Saturday, September 23rd is a basic floral carving with Chuck Berry. Um, it will also be a two-hour class. Um, he takes beginners, bring your own tools, um, and the class fee is $35. And it starts, it goes from 10 to noon. Uh, also on Casey's, uh, Traditions Leather Makers Only page. He is doing a contest. Uh, he hasn't sent out all the specifics for the contest, but uh, basically he's going to pick three w winners. And what you have to do is make the most creative uh, cowhide sample piece. He on every order he ships out, he ships out live oak leather pieces that are in the shape of a little cowhide. And you need to tool it or basket weave it, braid it, buck stitch it, just be creative um, and post it on the Traditions Leather Makers Only group. And I don't, he's got three judges lined up to judge and uh, he hasn't said when he's going to end the, end it, but uh, he will share that soon. But the winner will get $100 of free leather from Traditions Leather Craft, and he's going to pick three winners. So I'm for sure going to make something in hopes to win. Um, and also go check out his new cowhides he, ha he has. He got uh, embossed cowhides, hair on hide embossed, which look really cool. Um, I don't have the price on me, so forgive me on that. Um, also... Not a lot of people know, but six months ago, I had a really rough time. I was actually addicted to eating chocolate, almonds, and marshmallows. And tell you what, it was a really rocky road. So, <laughs> so with that being said, I'm going to introduce today's guest. Today, we have Price Reynolds of Reynolds Leather. How's it going, Price? Hey, Dustin. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. The wife and youngest are at a kid's birthday party that I didn't have to go to. So I've got the house to myself. So I'm sitting right next to the Wi-Fi outlet. So hopefully this episode will go smooth. <laughs> that, that, <that's laughs> so how, how are you doing, Price? How, how long have you been doing this? I have been doing this a, a little over four years now. Mm -hmm. And... and Kind of right. got into it by accident. Um, I uh, like to spend a lot of time outdoors, and I had purchased a Damascus hatchet, and I could not find the sheath for it anywhere. 
So that's where it began. You said it was a Damascus hatchet? Yeah. I don't think I've seen one of those. I've only seen the Damascus knives. Yeah, yeah. It's a very unique piece, and uh, I thought it was deserving of something nice, you know, to to keep it in, and Mm -hmm. um, could not find anything anywhere. So I started uh, on the internet, I'm sure like most people do, looking for some kind of answer, and uh, figured out that there was nothing available. So I decided I was going to make something myself. And um, I'm sure like many people started at Hobby Lobby, you know, mm-hmm. on the leather aisle looking for something. And it just kind of really exploded from there. So that hatchet sheath was your first project. How did that go? Or did it, you practice a little bit but first? Uh, it, it didn't go so well. Um <laughs> It, uh, a lot of it was just lack of uh, understanding of the tools. Mm. And um, initially, I, I didn't really intend on tooling, and I just never really paid attention to those things. But um, but one thing led to another, you know, how that goes, and uh, started snowballing on me. And um, once I uh, learned a few things, uh, mainly from Don Gonzalez, um, he is just wow, he has done so much um, oh, yeah. for all of us, really. And he, he really piqued my interest in the tooling aspects of it. And, of course, the first one I tried to tool was just terrible. I think I beveled it backwards or something, you know. Um, <laughs> stuff that we all go through, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I uh, <clears throat> So I, I recently uh, acquired an apprentice and uh, – I let her use my original tools and she was having a rough time with her, her beveling. I was like, I was like, let me, let me show you how, let me show you, you know, just watch. And I was using that original beveler that is a craft tool from, I don't know when, um, but it was an old Tandy one from a starter kit. And after about five minutes, I was like, okay, I'm ordering new bevelers from, for Barry King for your birthday. I don't know how I beveled with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Those older tools are like the ones you get from Hobby Lobby. They're, they can be kind of, if you don't know it, you can't go from Barry King back to those, some of them, because they can, it's like night and day. <clears throat> I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. Barry King makes some very interesting tools and, uh, of course, uh, when I got started, I want to say the tools I started with were made by Real Leather, and oh uh, yeah, you know I was kind of kind of had sticker shock when I went to Barry's site because I picked a few tools out and I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> this can get out of hand quickly. But um, I eventually started accumulating uh, one, two at a time, you know, as as I was going along, and. Um, he makes some very interesting tools that I just, I don't know if I would want to do it anymore without them. Oh yeah. Um, yeah there's Over the past day or two, I, I've been uh, working on our Don Gonzalez pattern and Barry King uh, makes these uh, curved bevels in various widths and radiuses. And I just can't imagine doing it without them anymore. 
Yeah, I've seen some of those curve bevelers. Um, I haven't pulled the trigger on them. I'm I'm hoping because uh, I'm I'm going to the <clears throat> boot and saddle show with Casey in October. I'm I'm sure Barry King will be there. And I was going to take a look at those. How 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 do you like those? Oh, I I, I love them. Um, initially, and and this can be said with most of the tools I've gotten from him. Um, you know, first time I used them, I was, you know, you just have to get a feel for them. And I was like, oh, I don't really like that. And I'd put it back in the rack. And after a little bit of time, I would try again. And magically, they just worked incredibly well. And, you know, once you once you kind of, I feel like I know the guy just from using his tools, you know, he's very thoughtful in mm-hmm. how he designed some of these parts. Um, yeah, I highly recommend these. I think they're called convex bevelers. Um, I may be wrong on that, but, uh, and there's no numbers on his tools as you, as you probably know, but, um, oh, yeah. so I couldn't tell you a number of which ones, but look for those. I think they're, they're convex. Give them a try. Um, are they, are they kind of a, like a one hit bevel or like, can you do a running bevel with them? You can walk them uh, through through a curve very easily. It's it's amazing how well they go through, and it's it's in the the finest of details on the front edges of those tools that lets you just walk down through there. And um, yeah, I, I highly recommend those. Um, they're yeah, they 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 may be a little pricey when you when you start adding them up, but um, in my case, uh, speed is pretty important um, mm-hmm. for trying to make a living uh, doing leather work. Right. So it's yeah, a great investment for me. Yeah, I might have to put those on my list to check out if he's down there. <clears throat> so are you doing leather work full-time? Yes. Yes, I um, was a sheet metal worker for thir- a little over 35 years. And um, once, once I got hooked into this, uh, discovered other workers who were close to me uh the the main one would be kevin paris of the saddle guy and um you know we slowly built a relationship there and he had uh, gone through a few issues and and you know and being a friend I, I really wanted to help him so i went to work for him and um i've been there a little over a year now and i have learned more oh wow it's just overwhelming really that's awesome. Did did you? Uh, <clears throat> I know that Don Gonzalez has talked about it a few times, but he talks about you know going in as a new leather worker and meeting <clears throat> a saddle maker, and he'd go and he'd tell the saddle maker that he did leather, and the saddle maker would go and like put a sheet over what he was working on, or just not want to talk to him about leather work. Did you have that issue going into it, or was he kind of friendly off right at the start um for for the intended purposes of of my employment the things i need (laughs) to know of course they 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 flowed right to me they flowed very quickly and Mm. um it was a lot there's so many details in the process right so it it may look like a simple process there may be 100 details there if you get one before the other you, you have an issue, you know, so there's, um, there's still so much more for me to learn. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just incredible what all is involved with saddle making. 
and uh, it, it's just been a, a great privilege to have the opportunity to be a part of it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I've seen uh, you recently posted a uh, the, the pad for a saddle that you were working on. Uh, it was looked like black stitched leather. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, looked really good. Yeah, that one really did turn out well. I think the the seat uh, it was a hard seat and it was tooled as well, and uh, a lot lot goes into that. Um, it was a really fun project. I think I've done those are for a specific club, and so we've made a few of those saddles, you know, for those club members. So oh, cool. They're they're pretty interesting to build really keeps you on your toes you know you it's some things are very unforgiving and um yeah you just really gotta watch yourself yeah are are you able to share the things that you help him with like what is your uh, what is your process that you help him with um so what i do for him um I started out, you know, entry level, uh, you know, edging and slicking, things of that nature, and slowly moved up to making the seats, which are all leather. Um, and and so they, these are suspended seats. They're not like your traditional Western saddles. Um, the, the saddles we make are, are trooper saddles. I don't know if you're familiar with those. I don't um, think so. A little bit, think of um, uh, what comes to my mind when I think of them is think of a Civil War saddle. Okay. Like an old McClellan, something like that. It's in that, in that, or, or, or you may even want to go deeper in history for this saddle. I'm not 100% on the history of it, but it is, it is different. Uh, it's, it's not built on a wooden tree, although the tree is partially wood, if that makes sense. It's a little hard to explain, but um, it is definitely different than your traditional Western saddles. Gotcha. Yeah, I just pulled it up, and I guess I had never seen one like one like these. I've, I've seen the seats that you've built, but I, I've never – I've just Googled trooper saddle, and I guess I've never seen a trooper yeah. saddle before. They are extremely comfortable because of the way the seat is designed. Uh, it's actually suspended above the tree, so there's there's some movement. It's almost like a, uh, you know, having a shock absorber there between the seat and the tree. Right. And of course, with the seats being all leather and being padded, they, they, I've heard so many people say how comfortable they really are and how well you fit into them, because you know the seat moves and kind of conforms <clears throat> to your body to some degree mm. opposed to a ground seat you know where it's it is what it is but yeah i mean actually the the picture that pulled up was a saddle guy picture yeah um, it, it it looks like using that and it looks like it'd be really comfortable but i would think you would have to have a well broke course to put that on or you got to be extra sticky if that, <laughs> the horse breaks in half there, that that could the, be the case. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not as familiar. I'd like to be more familiar with horses in general. Mm. 
I'm, I'm uh, kind of attacking this from the, the, the craftsman side of leather uh, yeah. versus the, the horse person, you know. So I'm learning as I go, but mm. um, there's so much that I couldn't speak to about horses, you know. It's, it's a beautiful saddle. <clears throat> yeah, and you know, the, the saddle guy, we, we make and ship saddles all over the world. So, and we, how how long have you been working for him? Just over a year. I just celebrated my one year anniversary last week, I believe it was. Well, congratulations! Yeah, thank you. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's been, so, it's been fun journey. Yeah. So, what is one of your favorite things uh, to make? Mm. Well. Right now, my wife, Joy, uh, wants to get into making bags of all sorts. Mm. And so right now, bags, as far as making something, uh, seems to have my attention the most. Uh, and I've, I've really enjoyed learning um, how to construct these, you know, because mainly I like the tools. So um, if it's a bag or a saddle or whatever, I kind of enjoy it for that reason, you know. Mm. Yeah, I just saw the uh, the saddlebag purse that you had made for. Yeah, that's right. That looks really cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I'm friends with Joy on Facebook as well, and I saw that she, I guess she just got done traveling or something like that, and she posted pictures of her with the bag in different places and said it was a big hit everywhere she went. Yeah, yeah, she did. She she had had a fun little trip, uh, short one, but it was fun, and um, she did take that with her. That's right. I, we really appreciate you saying something about that. Yeah, it's it, y'all do. She does some of the leather work, also, right? She primarily does the finishing uh, work. Um, okay. I don't do much finishing work, um, <laughs> and and for good reason, right? So. Uh, but she, uh, she and I have been involved in some form of art, uh, whether it be you know acrylic painting of different things. We we had painted a lot of metal objects at one time, and I spent a lot of time doing watercolor painting. You know that's mm -hmm. my extent of finishing, but it's more about technique than the actual you know process. But anyway. So we had some experience coming into this, you know, in, in various forms of art. We both draw, and uh, she's really good at portrait drawing. And um, so, you know, that's that's kind of where we are. Yeah, I, I think I've seen some of the things that she's posted. Either, it, either I'm Facebook friends with her, or I see her uh, posted on the Reynolds pattern. The, yeah. Reynolds Leather Pattern Group. Yes, that's, that's right. And y'all post just some of the most awesome stuff. Well, we really appreciate that. We really enjoy what we do. And y'all have done a lot for the community because you, you've uh, sold etchy patterns, right? Yes, yes. And you just started making, uh, do you call them floral, floral graphs? Ah, yes, the floor graph. Um, <laughs> that kind of evolved in uh, me trying to learn. Um, 
it was such a difficult process this uh the these radio floral patterns um very difficult for me to to comprehend initially and so as i was learning and asking questions i realized what a giant group of people were out there that were like me and so i was thinking you know gosh as i learn stuff i need to share it and hand it on down you know so um we just went went down that path and and things slowly evolved and you know one thing led to another and and that's kind of where we were. I initially made that out of paper, the, the actual, uh, I don't want to call them templates, they're tools. Mm-hmm. Um, some people look at those to be like stencils, and they're not. They're, they're meant to help you to stay on track. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to use one or, or even need yeah. one. Yeah, I, oh. Yeah, I need all the help I can get drawing. Um, I'm yeah. I'm still learning with it. Um, I've you know for the longest time I would just you know purchase patterns, purchase designs, and use them in my products, and you know just kind of tweak them to where they become more of mine. Just use the basic flow of everything. I haven't like sat down and start from finish every design is completely 100% mine. Um, but I've been working, I've got the, the first set that you have. And I actually, I, you know, I've bought makers templates and I knew that, you know, you can peel the paper off the back of it. And I don't know why it didn't click. I had, I don't know how long I've had the, the first set of yours but I was trying to use them with the paper still on them. And then one day it clicked like, why don't you just take that paper off? You're going to be able to see so much better. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I kind of felt like a dummy, like, Oh, after I got the paper off, I was like, this is so much easier to do now. Yeah. yeah when you can see through it and see what's, what's happening below it, it it's really handy. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that was one, of, it was hard to really hard to see through the, the, the all paper ones. I got to tell you, you just, I was constantly yeah. you know, looking and moving. I thought there's got to be a better way than this. So now it, do you, do you make them or do you send them off to be made? Then you, I ship well, them out once you have a, a laser and um, I've made quite a few of them and, but I have made partnerships with others who are a little more capable in the capacity in which they can produce the parts. Mm. And um, because time is just, uh, seems like, oh, wow. It's like, there's not enough of it. Um, So that, that's really helpful. And and when needed, I do reach out, you know, and, and, um, and get some help. Do you on the, uh, I forgot you, you have each one of them that has it's a like an a tool b tool they're all named um i forgot which one it is but the one that uh helps you stay with your inside vine work yes that would be the a tool the a tool um do you plan on making any bigger ones well um you know this is the way i looked at it because it's hard to, to, it was hard to see um, everybody's impression of them. You know, it's like, I, I understood what I was trying to do. I was trying to convey that. 
And mm. with the ones who, um, it's like in my mind that a tool, all all of the tools. Once you establish them and you practice with those tools, it it should start coming in your mind that you can change the shape of all this. In other words, you got to lose the stencil mentality and, and use those tools as they were intended. This is, you know, it's like they, the tools actually maybe get you 80% of the way there by design, mm -hmm. because I don't want you to be relying on a stencil because it's no better than, you know, having to buy a pattern. You know, if you want to learn to draw those um, items You've got to think about it, and you know. And I would challenge you to say, take um, take a Don Gonzalez pattern if you have one, and just study it. You know the flow of it, and mm -hmm. then pick those tools up and try to replicate. And when you do, well, at least I can speak for myself. Um, I got lost relatively quick in the flow and the direction, and mm -hmm. there there are many uh, Facebook. Uh, group members who helped me privately to the point of frustration because it, it was really uh, that difficult. So, but I would challenge anybody to take and look at an existing pattern, something that you like and let these tools help you with all the arrows that are pointed and the, um, you know, all this directional elements of the tools um, are really helpful. They, I still use them from time to time just for practice, good practice. And um, or especially if something's complicated or it twists and changes directions, um, I like to, to, to be able to look at that and, and see how that really works. So they're, they're more of training wheels. They are training wheels for sure. Now, some of our other templates, uh, once we got past the floor graph and got it out there, uh, we were constantly asked about, you know, this element or that element. And so I started producing actual templates. You know, you talked about the saddlebag purse uh, that was oak leaf. And I used the, uh, the what I call the lazy oak templates to develop that pattern. And, you know, I really didn't, have the uh inclination to make a bunch of templates but since i've been working in a saddle shop and i do so much tooling i mean i've been involved with 108 saddle bills this year and wow. that's a lot and your time you really have to be efficient and so in order to let's say i need to come up with some kind of design I will spill out my oak leaf templates onto paper or leather, either one, and just start laying them about, right? It gives me some mm -hmm. fuller vision of what could be. And then you start, you know, moving things around and flipping. And, and it, without even picking a pencil up, you have a pretty good idea. And, and the way I use them, like in the case of that bag, I, I laid them one right on top of the other to you know to get a vision and then i started removing them and tracing around and then ultimately you know going to the tooling but um you know to, to come up with a design or if you're going to replicate let's just say for example that bag if i were asked you know hey can you make 10 of those bags well those tools become very valuable mm -hmm. because you know there's an advantage um you know if you buy a paper pattern let's say 
you've got to transfer that pattern. That takes time. When you, uh, I like Don Gonzalez's method of drawing directly on the leather, and he's extraordinarily experienced and talented. Uh, he has earned his, his skill set for sure. And it, it's great just to sit down and just draw on the leather, right? So you cut out some, some uh, elements there um, of transferring. So, it, you know, and like I said, if, if you're in the, in the business where, you know, you're involved with that many saddle bills and you've got to do a lot of different tooling, these tools come in really handy. Yeah, I think you've gone, you've done the, the oak leaves, like full oak leaves, and then some for belts, right? They're half. Yes. So in the oak leaf set uh, that we have available, there are, uh, you could use just about every one of them on a belt, but there are some that are, there are, there are two in that set that are specifically uh, mindful of a belt. Um, to okay. get, you know, there's one of, one of them is like a, like a leaf that's cut in half. So it, it allows you to get down on the edge and cover most of the belt. And then another one has a straight side and the, the spine of the leaf is curved. So it gives you some options. And um, I'm telling you, I've taken these templates thinking, well, you know, whoever uses these, they're going to have the same belt over and over and over again. And that's just not the case. Um, mm -hmm. You can, uh, gosh, I mean, you could stretch, stretch them out if you needed to. I mean, what, what I mean by that is instead of just laying it and, you know, connecting the dots, you can, you know, throw a leaf out there a little further and then add lobe or something to that. Um, mm. it, but it just helps you with your speed. So you got the floor graph and the oak leaves. Do you have any other ones that you have available? Yes. Um, we have a sunflower set, which is kind of unique because it combines a flower stencil with a vine stencil. And the way the vine stencils are designed is to travel in, in a linear motion. And mm. there's one of the vine uh, stencils that will let you turn 90 degrees. So it, it, it will let you move about pretty freely. And we recently tooled a saddle using those uh, templates uh, at the saddle guy. And, um, I'm, I'm forgetting where that one went, but there's just too much to remember. Um, but, and we painted, painted all those, Joy painted them. And that saddle, um, it, it looked great. I mean, it really looked nice. And I mistakenly, on that particular job, it's kind of odd, I, but I mistakenly uh, grabbed some parts for a totally different saddle and was well into it, tooled, painted, before I realized, wow, I don't need any of these. And so that turned into a, a second sunflower saddle. You know, you're not gonna throw those parts away. So mm -hmm. we built it and in short order it was it was sold and gone. So apparently people like like those things. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> happy, happy little mistake is uh Bob Ross would say, right? <laughs> huh. So do you have any plans? or designs that you think you might be trying down the road with more acrylic patterns or photographs? That, that is something that um, 
that I, I've really given a lot of thought to this after, well, right before this last batch is trying to drop two products at the same time. And it's, it's really a, a pragmatic way of doing it uh, is to condense shipping costs because we found that most people who buy a floor graph want the sunflower pack at the same time. And so it really saves, you know, people money on uh, shipping. So I, I, I'm just going to wait until I have something that adds value to that process, you know. So with that being said, we just uh, released the oak leaf uh, feathers and a six flower set at the same time. And sure, sure enough, um, that's the way it worked. I mean, people would buy all three or two at the same time it, it does it, it it saves on shipping costs so you know uh, all those things are important but so i'm i'm in the the next cycle right i'm thinking maybe every two or three months i will try to produce something new and i have um i have several that i have made that i just hadn't shown and mm. one is a two flower triangle it looks like a drawing triangle right and mm. on one on one side of it, it has a, um, a, a what I'm calling a centering scale, you know, a zero in the center. And it's, it, it, you can measure in either direction. And in the center, it basically has a stencil of two flowers with the vine work. And um, I've been playing with that when I, have, when I have the time. And that may be one of the next things that we do. And there was also a belt jig that uh, I kind of came up with. Um, uh, in tooling tack work that kind of evolved that people seem to like, but I hadn't talked much about that one either. Um, but it just allows you to hold that belt in a, in a track and use a bead blade or a swivel knife blade to stay dead straight down the edge of the belt. And it's, it's just a handy thing to have. Um, mm -hmm. Not, not to mention, um, well, I should mention um, the, uh, a curved basket weave template which is way more difficult to do than I had initially uh, <laughs> because of all the different sizes of tools and the, the radiuses of a project, you know, you would have to be very specific about how you've done that. You know, you would have to use like a, a 510 craft tool, basket weave. You'd have to design it that way, you know, mm -hmm. and basically stay within a two or three inch radius at 90 degrees, you know, Outside of that, it would be really, really difficult to pull that off. Yeah, I think I'll stick with straight basket weaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we, we, we have a, one of our uh, border patterns is called running basket weave. And I have, I can't tell you how many of those I've tooled because I was tooling saddles for the saddle guy before I was, was actually working for him full time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Oh gosh, it's in the hundreds of, of these things. And so I got a lot of uh, firsthand experience um, with that, that running basket weaving. It, it, there's all kinds of curves in it, really tight ones, mm -hmm. long ones, you know. So just it's great to get that experience. I, uh, I just got in the mail yesterday, probably the hardest geometric stamp that I've ever gotten. And I've got it. I got it specifically for my sister-in-law because she's kind of a gothic girl and she's also pregnant and her baby is due October 13th or Friday the 13th. 
oh, in no. October. And so I got, I'm going to get her a, a diaper bag and I'm going to tool a, a patch for the front of it with the baby's name on it. And I saw uh, Sergi, the Sergi tools from, what is, he's out of Bulgaria? I think I so. I think so. I, he has had one that I've always wanted because it looks really cool and it's a it's a geometric stamp and it's a, a raven skull. Huh. And like he has an example of how he has them like all tooled out right next to each other and it looks really cool. And as soon as I got it yesterday, I ripped it out of the package, took it to the shop and, uh, you know, hit it a couple of times to see how it would look. And it, it's so crisp, but I tried to do them right next to each other and start staggering them. And I learned really quick that I'm going to have to practice with it <laughs> before and I put it on anything that's going to be sewn on the bag. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, um, I I would much rather just have a swivel knife, a bevel, and a pear shader, and, and a, a modeling spoon. Give me those four tools and uh, something to keep my knife sharp with, and I'm a happy boy. But boy, when you get into those types of stamps, they drive me insane as well. Yeah, they, you're right. You have to practice. Yeah, there's. I think I've only gotten. Uh, most of Sergi's geometric stamps are pretty complicated. And if you get off just a little bit, there's almost no getting back from it. You've got to keep everything perfect because those tools are so sharp. There's no, no fudging it at the end of it. Yep. That's, that's the thing, right? So, oh, <laughs> can't be so, so price. What is something that I have not asked you during this episode that you would like to share with somebody or with people? Um, one thing that's been heavy on my heart for, for since I've known it um, is uh, my boss, Kevin Paris, the saddle guy, needs a kidney. He needs oh. a kidney. And he's, uh, I, I walk the walk with him every day. And it is... Um, it, it hurts my heart most, most every day, you know, it's uh, the things he has to endure. And when I think of him, I think of true grit. I do. It's uh, it takes some real grit to, to keep moving forward and keep going, but he really needs a, a kidney transplant. And if there's anyone who, out there who would uh, be interested in donating, um, please contact me or, or him, the saddle guy, um, it's it's a real thing, and uh, yeah, it it it's, it's something. Do you, uh, so. I'm I don't know much about kidney transplants. Do you have to have a certain blood type, or is it just? Yes, I think you do, and I think his is A positive, which, uh, to my understanding, is the most common blood type. Okay. Um. Yeah, and I, I think there there are some uh, qualifiers for that. You know. Uh, I'm not 100% uh, to, on the details of it. I've looked into it for myself and um, yeah, th th there's more to it than just, you know, Hey, here's a kidney, but um, that, that's about my, my extent of understanding of that. Okay. Well, when I uh, post this episode on social media 
I'll uh, tag you in it. And uh, and you said, and uh, let every everybody know. And that way, maybe it'll get the word out, and we'll get somebody that'll uh, help that out. Be fantastic. Uh, I, I would. Uh, yeah, that would be so so great. Um, I appreciate that. It's no problem. We all got to stick together, and that's that's a bad deal. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, those kind of things are rough. Uh, and I've, I don't want to say I kind of went through the same thing. Uh, Ma, I don't think, have you listened to the, the podcast before, Price? I have. Okay. Uh, well, my, my wife had a, a brain tumor removed mm. in March. And before it happened, it, it was rough. And uh, we had pe- people reach out. So I know how important it is for, you know, the person that's going through it to, you know, get that love sent to them. So I'll uh, make sure I put that in the social media posts and I'll uh, put it in the description as well. That would be fantastic. I surely do appreciate that. Um, no problem. You just, you know, none of us ever know, you know, um, what what's coming next. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, to be helpful to him would just be fantastic. Oh, yeah, we'll do what we can. All right. So, so that I don't keep you all day long, um, real quick, where can people find you and your Etsy shop and all those things? Um, let's see. I want to say our, our Etsy shop is Reynolds Leather 52, the number 52. Mm-hmm. And um, on Facebook, you can find us through Reynolds Leather or, you know, come join us on the Reynolds Leather Patterns Group um, and on Instagram. Uh, I, I, you can find me as Price Reynolds there. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so I've also been doing uh, leather facts. I, I've, you know, for the longest time I was only doing dad jokes, but. I was kind of getting tired of them. Um, I know I did one at the beginning of the episode. <clears throat> yeah, I like. I've been. You like them? Yeah, I like that one for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I know if Melissa was on this episode, she would have rolled her eyes and scoffed. It's whatever, <laughs> which it, it makes it funnier when it bugs her. It's even funnier if she doesn't get it. Um, but I wanted I I just recently when we started up this season two um i wanted to give more uh, leather facts or just random facts um so the one i have this week i know you knew you worked for the, the saddle guy um and i looked up the oldest known horseback riding saddle and it was found in a grave in china and the placement oh hang on it's let's see, scientists have identified the oldest directly dated saddle shown was found at an ancient cemetery in western China. Radiocarbon measurements indicate that the find, which displays sophisticated stitching techniques, dates from 727 BC to 396 BC. So that's like. 
2,400 years old. Incredible, right? I mean... <clears throat> and I, I, I got a screenshot of it, and I'm going to post it with the, the post of this episode. So I thought that was really cool. And since talking to somebody who works with the saddle guy, saddle information. Yeah, that's, I've never thought of it that way. That, that'd be interesting to read more about, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we'll wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming on. I know we had we've been trying for like two weeks to get you on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whether it was time that wasn't working or technical difficulties, but we've made it through a whole episode. And thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Dustin. I really appreciate you. It's no problem. Hopefully, soon we can get Joy on. That's Maybe. right. That yeah, we should do that. Absolutely. All right. Sounds good. All <laughs> right. So thank you so much again. And we will see everybody next week. All Bye. Right. Thank you. Well, I said it once, say it again. How many times I've told you? I know this stuff because I'm from the great state of Oklahoma.